Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast. It is episode four of the Challenge World Championship, and we are back here to talk through it all yet again. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Matt Ligori, alongside Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm good. I'm glad to be back here in Kangaroo Court, ready to break down all things about the Challenge World Championship episode four. Um, Yeah, pretty good. So I've uh, I feel like I have not taken a deep dive into these teams as far as the way oh. that there's, you know, like I know who the representatives are from each country, obviously, um, but I haven't like taken like a deep dive into like the partners of each person and like how like I, I feel like there's a diagram to be drawn here. Um, I'm waiting for it to like pop up on Reddit. I haven't seen it yet, um, but they did a good job. I, I thought in this episode of like showing us, you know, <laughs> like because they had that that kangaroo court um, and they showed all of the you know Australian people and their t- and and the teammates and all that stuff. So it was helping to put it together a little bit more, but I'm still not all the way there. Yeah, I also had wondered that. I feel like we've touched on it a little bit where. Team Argentina themselves seem to be the least connected, and they also got some of the least connected vets uh, along the lines of Nelson, uh, Jody, and Naya. Mm -hmm. So, like, didn't really do themselves any favors in that regard, whereas Team USA, I feel like, has some of the most connected vets, um, like Bananas and Tori. So I think that it's definitely worth looking at. I haven't gone down and made the Venn diagram either at this point. We'll see if we can uh, get that going at some point in the near future. Um, also, uh, off the top, um, just you know, this is episode four. We're down six people already. Um, do we think? Do we, do we have hope that this could be a straightforward season um, where we just lose, you know, one team a week on the way to the final and end up at like you know a standard twelve or thirteen episodes? Or is that just being way too hopeful? Honestly, I do because it's on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the all-star seasons don't get like really stretched out. They had a little bit of like wonky formatting on all-stars two. I would flag up as the weirdest, but the other two felt pretty straightforward. So I think that we're probably, and even then, like it didn't really change the speed of eliminations on all-stars two or anything. So I think that we, if I had to bet, and this seems like the wrong bet on most challenge properties, but I'm going to bet that it's pretty straightforward. I would love that, um, especially because I feel like this season is off to a very good start, in my opinion. Um, mm. And I would love for it to just maintain all the way through uh, a consistent flow and not getting into the messiness of like, oh, we're switching things up. And now, you know, because c- I think the the obvious answer or choice or whatever, if they want to slow things down, is to make them be in teams of their country. I don't know how that would go, because at, the, at a certain point, we're down to two representatives from Argentina, uh, like one team left. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, how would uh, suppose that those two can last deep into the game and then you're going to have two versus like a team of six still together. So I don't know how that would happen. So I'm hoping that we can feel good about it just being straightforward. OK, so I agree. This season has been out to a good start. Uh, I would say specifically the strength of the first three episodes I was pretty happy with. Now, this episode I did not dislike. It was a little boring in parts. My question is, outside of the final, because those are hit or miss for some people, do you think this is the worst episode of the season? Um, This episode got me the most hyped for the season oh. because the uprising feels imminent. And yes. that is very exciting. It didn't happen here, but everything that they... You know, like all of the confessionals, everybody that everybody that was speaking on it, all these global MVPs that were like, we have to make a move. We have to make a move. We have to make a move. Um, They, you know, they were specifically even saying we couldn't get it done this week, but it's coming. And that leaves me hopeful. 
Yeah, and that's, I mean, if I'm hopeful, then I'm hopeful that all of the future episodes are better than this one, because I felt like it was pretty straightforward. I uh, definitely enjoyed moments, and like I said, not a bad episode by any means, but it felt like everything was kind of predetermined, samey-same, no real moves being made, uh, not a lot of drama. So while I enjoyed it, uh, and if this was an episode of some of the main series challenges, I would be coming in here like lauding how great it was. Uh, for, as compared to the first three, it was just a small step down. I can, I can, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, it got me hyped, and I think that this season's been good so far. So even this episode that's the least exciting so far um, has been uh, was fun. For me, especially on the rewatch, to uh, um, uh, as I kind of you know got into the details of that, nobody cares. I'm watching like the first time through on Wednesday morning, like when I'm first opening my eyes for the day. I'm like getting myself ready. You were asking me, you were talking to me about the challenge as you were watching it, and I swear I didn't even watch the challenge the first time through. <laughs> I, I had no memory of a thing you were talking about, um, and and I was very confused. Which we'll get to that uh, confusion when we talk about the challenge, but. Um, it's it's a lot more enjoyable when you're actually paying attention. Who knew? There you go. Uh, how TV works. Okay, um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's that. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, there's there's an uprising uh, of these MVPs that is very hopefully imminent. Um, I think this is just really fun and exciting because you you know talk every season we we talk every season about how like rookies band together you have to group up if you want to take out uh the 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 veterans you put out a tweet uh that hopefully some of the challenge usa cast uh that is going to leave very soon to film will see and realize yes we do need to stick together to take out these people that are obviously you know like the veteran players that like are going to have their place cemented in the game unless we do something about it uh so hearing so many of these people say we want to do something about it right away is very encouraging i know it didn't happen this week but i'm still feeling okay first of all i would never try to put my thumb on the scale in any way possible Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but in terms of the world championship i think it's so funny that for like not the first time but maybe the most solidified time you know as it looks so far we have the rookies uprising when they're actually tied to the vets and really just can't work fully against them so that's so funny to me that it's like we got to get them all out but uh that by default means that some people will like some of us will be going out with them uh it's just not the us that we're concerned about in the people you know the case of danny sarah and other people that are trying to do the uprising team australia so i am encouraged by this i am very hopeful that we do get this storyline i think it's very interesting that uh we have the mtv and global personalities at odds even within their own teams so i am fully here for it and as far you were touching on uh, just some of the different teams that are, are I guess, uh, well, we saw we saw in this episode that it looks like uh, United States. Why did I say it like that? Um, <laughs> the U.S. and uh, uh, Australia seem to be working together. So are we looking at a world where now that Argentina is down to one team, um, the U.K. is the next team that gets fully attacked? I would imagine. And that's why it seems like, you know, the... MVPs were saying like, all right, like MTV, you got your way this one this time, but like we need it next time. And I think it's an easier sell when it's like there's no more Argentina teams to vote in. We have to like 
start turning another direction and let's not make it Australia. So uh, I'm looking at over on Team UK, Wes and Jordan. Those seem like two big, nice, juicy names to be going after. Which is the names that kept coming up uh, by yep. by people like Danny and Grant and whoever else is you know actively looking to go after that team. So it makes sense if they you know if they're grouping up with uh, with the Australian team and you know they want to pick the next team to go after, and that being UK. Uh, Jordan is a big name to go after. Wes is a big name to go after. And you already have Kellyanne and Tristan who have just been like this consensus, you know, uh, we'll throw them in every time and, and keep using them as that as that name uh, for the time being. And if they go home, they go home. Nobody seems to, uh, to mind either way. So, um, yeah, that just does feel like where we're going with it. But um, it's again, this season is so. Uh, compelling because of the fact that these people who want to turn against the veteran players are tied to them. So, I mean, the the Tory and Jordan of it all that has caused roadblocks in Danny's plans. Um, just all of the different interpersonal relationships between the legends that is, uh, you know, Wes and, Wes and Bananas, like, that have come together and become friends. How is Bananas going to handle if there's potentially a target on Wes's back? That'll be compelling. Even though like he's going to be okay yeah. with it, uh, considering some of the stuff in this episode. <laughs> I think so. Um, you know, as as an overall, I think he would be okay with it. Like the way he was talking to Casey, we get a scene early on of uh, of Wes. And he's doing his usual, you know, running around to all the rookies and doing his same old Wes deal, which is, you know, Bananas points out. He's like, you think he'd learn by now? Like, can not do the same thing. Um, he describes it as Wes is, you know, trying to show all of the uh, newbies that he can walk on water, which, yeah, no, this does track with what we're seeing and just how we know that Wes plays the game. Um, so the the vibe that we're getting from Bananas is, yeah, um, uh, Wes, you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. Uh, it's definitely not the same, you know, oh, we're working together going forward type deal that they had at one point. Mm-hmm. This feels like um, like mid-era Wes. <laughs> it feels like we're getting a version of Wes that I don't feel like we've gotten since his like real comeback on the MTV show. So I'm interested for it. It feels like we had Wes and Bananas aligned for so long, and then Bananas does one season without him, and suddenly he's talking to Casey about, like, some people are playing too hard and they're up to their own tricks and they can't learn anything new. And I thought that that was uh, interesting at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like the way he's talking to Grant and Troy, just talking about his business and his life and all this stuff. And he's telling us in confessional, like, they're eating it up. They love it. Yeah. They want to hear from it. They want my autograph. <laughs> um, and I'm like, they're definitely interested in your life, but they are all interested in learning things about you guys as you are the legends of this game and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think he really hyped himself up a little bit too much here, but that's uh, that's okay. You don't say I have the Mister. I have three monster trucks and twelve businesses and all of the like. Hyped himself up a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's never been any wonder to me why Wes and Swaggy C get along so well. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, Wes did have th- thoughts on this. He was tweeting actually about it, uh, including a middle finger emoji at Johnny Bananas, saying that like King of Spreading Wes's too hard propaganda was back at it again this episode. Uh, the inventor of the genre, like Johnny Bananas, talks about how like he's not overplaying in this game, and like people are just like starting to paint like this back on him, and so. I am curious to see how this plays out for sure, and also how it would continue to play out if they were to end up on another season together. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll happen. These two are, are not showing any signs of stopping or slowing down anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. I want to point out that uh, Zara it gets a scene in the beginning of the episode as she's checking in with Tristan, and she's very happy to have Wes as a partner, so... 
Yeah. I mean, they're super fun in the confessional, especially. I like their dynamic. I like how they play off of each other. I think Wes is – it's funny because, like, Wes gets picked early, and I think it was talked about from their point of view and also from a lot of other people where Wes is bananas with a smaller target. And I just don't know if that's the case on this season. It seemed like it might have been, but things might be shifting. I think they're two very different people, very different players. Um, sure. I know there's a lot of similarities, and the fact that they're tied together through their legacy uh, certainly is is a factor. But um, I think Bananas has shown, whether it's in his interviews or um, even just like, I don't know, content outside the game, it's just he is capable of pulling back and playing a little quieter and keeping himself like, you know, under the radar because he knows that all eyes are on him no matter what he do- does and where he goes. Um, uh, while it I know this is like one edited scene of television, but like it does it's hard to not see Wes falling back into his same old tricks. The thing that was especially funny about this is the story that Wes is telling Troy and Grant about is how he made so much money because uh, his like rival company moved into town and did all this marketing. He ended up making way more money by doing nothing just because his like rival was around and it benefited the both of them basically Um, to then have bananas like shit talking him when in reality, like the allegory would be Wes and bananas being the rivals working together and both benefiting (laughs) just like his company. But no, not what a banana seems to be doing here. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's, that's uh that's Wes. Um I I have my notes. Sometimes when I'm typing my notes really fast, you know, you get things wrong. Um, my <laughs> next note is uh Wes and Rodri were doing some salsa dancing. I wish, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> not not even like take a shot at Satori here. Just uh, something I'd like to see. Just mix it up a little bit. Um but no, that was Tori. Um we were checking in with everybody, of course, uh or you know, all, all relevant parties before the challenge. Um, we have two highlight, uh, a highlight on both of the uh, remaining guys from Team Argentina. Rodri is teaching Tori some dance moves here. Um, and the highlight on him is specifically continuing to focus on the fact that he is having a hard time playing the game because he can't align with anybody because he's having a hard time communicating with them, which, uh, yeah, problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very tough. And it's disappointing to see, like, um, I believe from what I've heard, Rodri had a very good run on Challenge Argentina. Very impressive. So I am disappointed that he just basically is like tied at the ankles on this season. And it really sucks. I feel like um, if there was just like, eh, I don't know what they could do, unfortunately. But uh, it sucks to see that he, you know, really can't go to his full potential here. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's I don't think he... Um... Like you said, I don't think there's a lot he can do. I mean, he fully, you know, signed up for the season knowing, um, yeah. you know, what it was going to be, and they cast him knowing what what was going to what was going to be. Um, the, you know, I, I, again, I I don't know what more uh, can be done. I, I'm glad he was here. It, like, I still feel like we got to know him relatively well. Sure. I, like at the end of the day, as far as the audience is concerned, you know, we're fine. We can read the captions on the screen if you know it, well, if you can read the captions on the screen um, and get to know him. You know, that way, um, Naya telling you know some of his story alongside him, like being in confessionals and just working with him, and you know her explaining how much heart she sees w- within him and all that stuff. So it's like I feel like I got to know the guy, even though it was four short episodes. Um, but of course, like as far as his success in the game that's always going to be uh, a hard time if he just literally cannot communicate with everybody uh in the same language so yeah was fun on the season but uh 
you know, there's there's more potential there. Mm-hmm. And as far as uh, his Argentina uh, teammate goes, uh, Ben Ha is off doing some yoga by the pool, and uh, the editors have some fun with him pretending that he's just off daydreaming about Claudia and um, the other person who was on that team that went. Oh my God, Hui. Uh, Hui, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Jody is not uh, not vibing with him the best way that she that at least definitely not the way that Naya is with uh, Rodri. Yeah, I doesn't surprise me that much. I feel like I feel like uh, this is something we've seen from Jody before. Um, I think we did get good insight into like where she's been for the last you know however many years. She talks about how she was a stay-at-home mom for twelve years before coming back for All Stars two. And I don't even really feel like we got that much characterization of Jody on All Stars two. So it was nice to get that update here. Um, but yeah, this team not vibing. Yeah, um, and we saw that from the jump uh, when uh, Jody was yeah. looking left, looking right, waiting to be picked, and Ben Ha was like, "I don't think she wants me to pick her, but I'm gonna do it anyway." <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Um, I don't know what to make of this team. I, I think that they're very far outside of the bubble of like any alliances in the house, which is very obvious at this point. Um, so their fate in the game really just you know lies in can they find anybody willing to work with them and and pull them in as a number now that they're the only argentina team left yeah i don't know i think it's tough i think that if they don't end up like losing next week's challenge i think they're still an easy vote unfortunately but i could also see it the problem is like jody and ben are still like a pretty strong like threatening team they are you know just you know it's not like it's like nelson and huhui and like you could just forget about them shade i mean accurate (laughs) (laughs) um like they're both just zero connections anywhere Uh, like sure jody's connected through i guess the john a or kellyanne whatever is like you know whatever scraps that she can come up with that uh from that but um benha no allies it's just you know they are at the mercy of everybody else in the house Mm -hmm. but i I agree it was nice to get some more backstory there because um you know these are people uh, jody someone who was on what two or three seasons back when she was on the first time through and uh even if you're a diehard challenge fan from you know for all these years you may not even have remembered her so you know yeah nice to get the recall for sure um we have a little bit to discuss with Naya who is also going to uh end up leaving this episode. Um and we've been following Naya's uh, arc as she's been back in the challenge world. She even says here um how like how much it means to her to just be invited back on the show and she was talking about that on the podcast with uh Devon and uh, Anissa this week of just like she was so grateful to be even given the opportunity to ever come back and you know uh expand on her story after she you know knows how many mistakes she had made in her past and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, the, the challenge giving, uh, somebody like Naya and some others, uh, around here, you know, the opportunity for these redemption stories. Um, and I think that Naya has definitely been making the most of it. Uh, she obviously shares a lot of, uh, personal uh, information in this episode about, uh, you know, her journey that she's been dealing with of, uh, being addicted to vaping, um, and how that landed her in the hospital in a situation that she describes as, uh, potentially could have been fatal. Um, and you know, she, uh, you know, is beating herself over it because she knew that she did this to herself and she gets in her own way. She's her own worst enemy. Um, so again, I really feel like she's making the most of her opportunity to like, you know, come in, come in swinging and just do the best she can to, uh, kind of try to make a new path for herself. Of course, you know, falling a little bit of, sh- a little bit short here as far as results go. But, um, I do feel like she's probably getting a lot of what she was looking for out of the experience. Mm-hmm. 
for sure. Yeah. And while I've had issues with Naya in the past, um, I, this was a good scene. Like I, I enjoyed seeing this, um, you know, when she talked about how she had gotten, like she had, had previously had a, like a lot of fear, procrastination, laziness, lack of motivation, never found her more relatable. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say, um, I don't know. It was interesting to like get this characterization cause I don't think that people that watched Naya back in the day would ever have, like, ascribed these traits to her. Um, so it was interesting to hear, like, that's what was going on with Naya. And then to get this story that, like, we had known she wasn't cleared to go on um, All Star, on, on, to Rider go on uh, season on Ride or Dies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know that that was related to this, but, like, especially seeing the videos of her in the hospital and how, like, she was, like, very weak struggling to speak at points that was scary yeah yeah um and she said on the podcast as well she was like i saw she's like i saw the headlines she's like i saw the headline naya moore uh challenge star dead at 34 um you know she was just picturing that that the worst was going to happen and what you know just what that after effect was going to be and and she's obviously you know was saying how grateful she is that that did not happen and that she is here to keep you know living and, and getting through this and whatnot so you know it, it's it's definitely it opens your eyes and it, it, it's powerful stuff to hear somebody um going through such a scary scare um and them making it through it and and you know hearing how emotional and how all you know all that stuff as they were going through it so um hearing that story was definitely um worthwhile and they did put a psa on the screen of you know if, if for anyone struggling with the same thing that naya was um you know some numbers to call and whatnot and resources so that was uh good to see on the challenges part as well um and yeah again i'm i'm i have um I don't know if enjoyed is the right word, but I've taken to the Naya return, especially in this season um, and in, in this like very scene alone more than I ever expected to. Yeah, I think that Naya actually like there was a little bit on All Stars 3, but I still don't even really feel like we got that much from her. Um, so I think that I am interested to see. It doesn't like Naya basically says, like, I want my name in the rafters. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care like how much hard work it takes. Like I want it there and I know it and I'm like excited to do that. So sounds like Naya is going to be around for a while and I'm curious to see what she can do on future seasons. Mm -hmm. um, I want to pull up uh, just because we're talking about uh, both of uh, her and uh, her partner, Rodri, at the moment. Um, as far as them losing the elimination goes, uh, this is from the Reddit, which I uh, hopefully I give them credit last week. If not, I will try to do it this week, but I have, or next week, cause I have a screenshot with no username attached to it. But, um, Naya is, uh, has ended her four win elimination streak, getting her first loss since her rookie, uh, season on free agents against Car Maria, which was nine years ago. Mm -hmm. She has won four elimination since then. Um, after making the final in his rookie season on the Argentina spinoff, Rodrigo loses his first elimination against a fellow Argentinian. Um, and Rodri apparently won four out of the six daily challenges on his rookie season. Yeah. So like I said, quite the rookie season for Rodri feels like could have had a great run. Um, but, you know, this is how things fall sometimes. Mm -hmm. This was also Jody's first elimination win against a real world alumni. That's a. I love fact. specific stats like that. I know. <laughs> it's like Jody never would have realized that unless uh, this person found it and somebody tweeted it to her. Um, yeah, well. 
So that's what's going on there. Um, what else? Uh, we have um, the one final scene, which we've kind of been talking about already, of Danny and Grant uh, discussing things before we get to the challenge, that they are looking at Wes and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Loving, loving, loving Danny on this season. I'm really enjoying that we're getting to see so much of him. I feel like on USA, like we said, I was concerned where it was one stray confessional about Kiki every time on Survivor. It was pretty sparse as far as Danny confessionals. So I'm glad that he's like so involved and we're getting a lot of that. And as for Grant, he really sat back when him and John A had the power uh, last week. But, you know, look at him getting involved here. I really want both of these guys on 39. Ooh. I think it could happen. I do. That's um, interesting. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I could not I could not possibly love Danny McRae more. I really, I really couldn't. He just, um, you know, with, with this whole, you know, trying to gather up uh, the numbers to make something happen here to go against the grain um, and not letting Tori just get what she wants. Well, he gave her what she wants this time, but um, not, you know, he, he's been making it very clear that this is not going to be his game plan going forward. The scene that he gets with Bananas uh, later in the episode where they're going, where they're out, you know, at the, at the club all, all hanging out, um, and Bananas comes to him. Uh, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic because it's like Bananas sees this is a worthy adversary. This is somebody who is not just going to, to bend to the will of me and all my friends. And, you know, we have to figure out how to play with him, especially because he's on our team. He's on Team USA. He's partnered with Tori, who Bananas is aligned with. So they need to figure something out. And the way that Danny's approaching this is is so enjoyable to watch of just... I want to figure this out with you guys, but if you don't, you know, if you don't give me a little bit in the way that I'm giving you a little bit, I'm going to make my own plan. Mm-hmm. Cause so in that good. conversation that you just mentioned with uh, bananas and Danny, he's saying to Danny, like I stab people in the front and not in the back. And I don't think Danny's stabbing people in the back right now. He's saying to bananas, like I want to work with you, but if you are not willing to compromise, then I have to go elsewhere. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, bananas is promising like, Oh, you guys are not just like a cog in our wheel. Like I promise, like we're partners in this, but I don't believe that as far as, as it uh, has gone so far. And Danny does not either. So I'm very glad to see it i agree i would love to see um danny on further um you know and grant as well my question is uh you know moving away from the episode i guess for a second danny has tweeted that he was not seemingly asked for all for uh usa 2 do you think that that increases or decreases his chances of ending up on 39 i don't know why he wouldn't be asked um but i don't think it does either i think i think he Unless, like, you know, something is going to happen at some point that, like, we're not aware of, uh, that he should be, like, a, a lock for 39. It, like, you I, would think. <laughs> right. Like, we're done We're done with this world thing now. Like, USA uh, 2 at this point is just so that CBS can have its own challenge again, which is fine and great. Like, there's no world championship, too, as far as we know at this time. Um, maybe if they keep making seasons in Argentina and Australia and the UK, then maybe there will be another one. But at this time, it doesn't seem like uh, US is made for that. So I would hope that now they're just like, okay, here is the BB, uh, the BB and Survivor, you know, all-star season show. Um, and then we're going to take the, uh, you know, MVPs from this past series we just did and put them on our main show. I, that's what I want. Yeah, it feels like people complain about the like Big Brother and Survivor, like other reality show alumni that end up on the MTV version, and it feels like this is a perfect testing ground um, <laughs> for a lot of people. Uh, I don't know if 
like especially with the uh, recent rumors of casting on the CBS version, I don't know if the goal is to like fully move over to CBS at some point, if it was to run to too congruently um, or what thing, or, you know, like which is the priority is like big question that I have uh, moving forward. So if the priority is the MTV show, then I could see them moving people towards there. But if it's the USA, then I would think that you'd want to keep your stars there. I, so mean, I don't know. It's tricky for for you know MTV used to pull their alumni from the real world, right? And back in the day, road rules. Um, they don't have those feeder shows anymore. They have their veterans, and they have people that they're pulling from CBS, and they're pulling from you know uh, international uh, shows. So at a certain point, like they have to you know, figure something out of like, well, are we just taking over everybody from CBS and and these are all our feeder, you know, shows in the way that the real world was? Um, and maybe that does become, you know, okay, let's just put this on CBS now because it's going to end up being mostly CBS people. It'll be very interesting to see. But, but like the legends, you know, like, are we going to be looking at a world where five years down the road, I, of course, I would love this the way that I'm talking right now, but like Danny is the six season veteran and he's, you know, become one of the mainstays while it's like, you know, Tori fighting for a spot to get back on the show because they forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. There was some sentiment of that online where it's like, well, if you don't want MTV people on CBS, then keep the CBS people off MTV. It's like, okay, and then what do you do? <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> And then where do you have anyone coming from? Um, so, like, I'm all good with that. That's fine. I don't need, you know, like, Fessy and Casey to continue showing up on MTV specifically. But uh, MTV needs feeder shows at a certain point. Yeah, they're going to go knocking on Netflix's door. Hey, is Joey Sasso free? Can, can they we... will, though. They will. <laughs> um, and that'll be our new mainstays. Joey and Nick and whoever else was just on that uh, spinoff show that I watched three episodes of. <laughs> it is uh, rough. <laughs> mm. So that, uh, Francesca would be fine on this. Mm. Not competing, yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> for drama. There are people that I would pick. You know, I, had, I had some fun with the show. But okay, well. There's some people. Um, uh, where was I going with all that? Oh, just that it's, it, it, it's again, very compelling to me to watch, uh, bananas, uh, have opponents such as Danny and Sarah and, you know, um, and, and they're not opponents. They're supposed to be teammates of his at the moment, but they're still at the end of the day, uh, very much opponents because they are, uh, their agenda is not the same as his. Um, so I'm just absolutely loving that it's you know a lot different than just watching that same group like in 38 hey let's do this all the way to the end uh everybody else falls by the wayside well that's the thing even on the last few like flagship show seasons there has been this like giant vet alliance but there were never really disagreements within the alliance of like which direction to take it um so even if these people are still aligned with, you know, Tori, Bananas, Casey, um, uh, on the vet side, like they have their own opinions and they're willing to push back on like a lot of the vets on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I loved Casey and Ben getting a couple of votes this week. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you this, know, this means throw nothing. a couple more. So oh, we're going to vote <laughs> for them. Um, also loved that the two of them did not get a single confessional this week. Ooh. So, um, you know, nothing changes. So they cast Casey on a show. Um, they don't let her speak uh, because there's not much to say, I guess. And then, you know, she either wins or goes very far. That's the story. I mean, yeah, basically what it is. That's the entire story. Which is the worst type of contestant. It gives like like no good, interesting confessionals, but last the entire season. 
It's the worst contestant that you could put on a show. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but they've cast her on every show lately. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> um, probably on USA too. Probably on Thirty Nine. Like, uh, I'm just like indifferent to her being there at this point. I've grown used to it, but <laughs> I've I've grown uh, to enjoy her more in the sense of I just really enjoy um, having the Casey and Nani story. Um, I definitely didn't need it on every 50 uh, on all 52 weeks of the year. Uh, so the fact yeah. that Nani's not here is great because we're getting a bit of a break from it, but then it's like, okay, well now I'm like, I don't need Casey here. Cause I'm not getting the story that I actually care about. So let's just like, take a take a seat. I'm almost interested to see them without each other, to be honest. And that's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm tired. <laughs> I know. Um, but it's like the whole thing, like Josh took a break and now people are like willing to take him back uh, for another season, which I think we're going to get uh, probably on USA too. Um, I but think it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I've seen a little pushback on that also after his uh, challenge podcast appearance, but we'll see. Uh, shocker. Um, <laughs> do we now want to talk about the challenge, which I know you enjoyed, and uh, we we actually can report at this hour that um, one of the hosts, one of the international hosts at the very least, is not actually, uh, has not dis- disappeared, vanished into thin air. Uh, they are here with us. Yes. So the challenge called Gates of Hell. I text you as soon as they start explaining this, and I was like, I love this challenge. I'm obsessed. I want to watch it. To me, it gave, like, zombie apocalypse vibes. It was bare bones, super easy, but very compelling. And, like, you know, easy to watch in theory. Now, what I didn't love was, okay, everyone makes it on round one, and then we cut the time down so drastically in round two that all but three teams get eliminated. Mm -hmm. So... That's such an issue. How did you screw this up this much? Like, take it one down one second, like, each time, and you're going to start losing people because, first of all, uh, the timing is shorter and some people aren't as fast. And then also, this is going to be an endurance challenge more than it's going to be, like, a jockeying for position, like, at the front. So I really loved this in theory. I wished that it was run as I wanted it run. (laughs) I think they can perfect this challenge going forward because I agree it was a very fun concept um, and I had the exact same uh, thoughts as you on the rewatch of like, oh, this is actually very intriguing. Oh, um, they're all gone. <laughs> that's that's fun. Yep. Um, you know, everybody disappears at once. Let me just get before I get too far past it. The part that, the part that confused me because I had no idea what I was looking at while this episode was playing <laughs> on my Wednesday morning, you know, just woke up watch. Um, they kept showing the graphics on screen of mm-hmm. all the different teams, which I realized that on this watch of what they were showing, I thought that like, again, not looking at my phone very intensely. I was like, so this person's facing off with this team and this team. So it's two teams <laughs> facing off against four teams. I was like, I have no idea what's happening here. Um, and I don't know why they chose to do it with those graphics to show us who's still in the game. Um, like, because they're very clearly trying to show us like the teams and say like, Oh, these are the representatives from this team. And it just, it didn't need to happen that way. That's my complaint. I agree. I'm not like looking at it as like, Ooh, no, all of team UK is out. Like I don't care um, (laughs) about that. So I can agree from that standpoint. I don't know. Overall for me, it's just, so the fact that look, we get to round two, all but three teams go out and it's like, well, because Nia was the furthest back, like they lose. Was that explained? (laughs) Like, Did we know that 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 was going to be the case of whoever's the furthest away from the gate was going in automatically. Um, 
I don't know. It seemed odd. The fact is that we could have in round two had like six random people make it and none of them being uh, partners. So uh, luckily not every single team got eliminated or all but one team got eliminated around two. So could be better. Yeah, I can definitely, um, I think I was starting to say this and didn't finish my thought, but um, I, I can see this being improved by, uh, I would say, number one, a longer path in between the two doors. Um, make it more of an endurance challenge where, you know, you're actually doing some kind of sprint, uh, you know, maybe like, I don't know. Uh, not the length of like a football field. That's probably still too short for what I'm thinking, but like, you know, I don't know, a, a mile, two miles, like, you know, just some Ugh. kind of like, um, like short enough where it's nothing crazy for you to get from one side to the other, but long enough where after a couple of times going back and forth, maybe some people are going to get tired and that, you know, causes, you know, you, you can focus more on the people not making it because of them slowing down rather than just like, Oh, the door shut way too fast. And you know, there's no room for literally anybody to, to crawl underneath it. Like I, I like the concept of it, but not the full execution. Make adults do the pacer test on TV and I will watch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay, all I want. You didn't have to put it that way. Cause now I don't like it. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> it's all I want. It's the shuttle run. It's the pacer test. Like that's what this is. Um, it just was, it increased too drastically. It was interesting also for me that people only got cut on even number rounds. I noticed yeah, um, yeah. everyone seemed to make it when they were running towards the left side of the screen, basically. And everyone seemed to get cut when they were running towards the right side. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but it, this is like it has so much potential so I do hope that we can figure this out in the future yes and as I mentioned uh, we do have our uh, Australian host with us uh, today Bryony Dawson um, is back and I hope I'm saying uh, their name right but um, it, it spelling you know confuses the crap out of me but um, they are here to uh, co-host this challenge with TJ um, which is fun and then eventually host the entire elimination because TJ was off back in the U.S. Uh, with accepting an award. Uh, no, a yeah, he's getting induction. inducted into the BMX Hall of Fame. So that was exciting. Briny's great. Very excited to have them here. Um, and I feel like this lends credence to that they will be like it'll be TJ and Briny, and then TJ and Mark, and then TJ and I forget the Argentina Marley. Uh, uh, Marley. So I'm assuming that they will be rotating through. Maybe we'll get a combination of like uh, Briny and Marley are here, but. I'm thinking that TJ probably is the staple and then the others come in and out. I mean, I think the other two guys were pretty cool, but like, I would love it if it was just TJ and Briny. I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought Briny did a great job uh, this entire episode of holding it down, which makes sense because they were hosting an entire show off in Australia on their own. I agree. Now, there's a little, do you know about this? There's a little controversy online about the ruling of this challenge. Tell me more. So Danny has gotten on Twitter and complained about the ruling because he says that basically the rules were not explained in the real time, um, which I am not super surprised about. I I would be surprised to see Naya like doing a soft jog at the end if she knew that that was going to mean she was going to be at the like as the loser of the um, full challenge. He says that basically the rules as explained to them were if both of your team partners do not make it in, you are out. And if you are stuck under the gate, you are out. So in round four, when Ben Ha had made it in and Jody is under the gate. (laughs) Being squished like like a Mario character. Exactly. Like I was like, (laughs) I hope that there is like a similar to an elevator door type mechanic here because I otherwise know, that, that's literally exactly so scary. the thought I was having. I was like, <laughs> the, those doors usually, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, like, Jody's halfway under and she gets eliminated. But Squished. then the final call. Squished. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> um, in the for the winner of the of this you know challenge mm -hmm. Wes is stuck under halfway and they're like well because you made it the furthest under you win and it's like why because the ruling in the first round was whoever's the furthest away if no one makes it is who loses so he claims Zara was the furthest away so he's saying basically because we were both ahead of Zara we should have won or we should have gone again um I kind of agree that like all right no one made it reset and like let's all four go again so, but, uh, yeah, I think it was weird. And especially if they didn't explain the rules properly. Yeah. Um, I mean, my friend Danny McRae, um, uh, this game might've been even more topsy turvy for you had you won this week and the power, you know, was yes. even more in your hands. <laughs> so, um, I, I get that he wants to make a move, but like this week would have put him and his team in even more rough waters if that had worked out. So, I mean, not to play it from that angle, but, um, Yes, I think that it was probably, like, maybe they got the results that they wanted, producers. Not saying that they chose the rulings based on that, but I think that they ultimately were fine. Like, okay, we see the tide is moving against Team Argentina. They're going to go. That's fine. People are talking about targeting Wes. Let's let him win here. Um, so I don't know that that was the motivation. I mean, but it's open to opportunity. Um, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but I I don't know I I understand uh, Danny's frustration when you when you like look at it of course in a detailed um, aspect like that I, I can understand just looking at the way that the picture was showing us you know the way that Wes ended up winning I was like oh yeah Wes won like I would I would never have thought twice about it um, yeah. but I mean there's a reason you have rules so uh, yep yeah um, but that final round where it was Wes and Zara Tori and Danny um, and you know the whole part of this where um, to get like like what you want to do is be as front as as in the front as possible so that when your gate when the first gate opens you can run straight to the next one and have nobody in your way um when it was the four of them you see like wes like on the on the ground for you know on on all fours um zara is in the middle i believe and then danny was on the right and there was no room for tori to get in so she was just like looking annoyed and trying to sneak in. There was nowhere for her to go. The, like all three of them were locked in there. Um, and obviously that put her in the back position from right in the jump. Um, and then that, you know, that whole sequence of then Wes goes for the run, does like a somersault in the air while his pants are falling down. Um, <laughs> and eventually then slides through. I like, obviously thank God they were wearing helmets, but like the way that like Wes slid, it felt like he probably smacked his head back, you know, on the ground as he's sliding under the door. I was like, this is scary. This is, uh, dangerous. I, I know a lot of the challenges are, but uh, ooh, yeah. The one next week is ultimately terrifying, and we'll talk about it when we get there. Um, if it is what it looks like, but um, I was you know, having the same thought. Like they are just sliding their bodies on what looks like concrete. I'm sure maybe is softer, maybe not. Um, so uh, I, I could not put myself in the mind space where Wes is like, like you said, he is running and just somersaults on the ground, recovers so quickly, very impressive. Um, but yeah, this was, you know, not as scary as many of the other challenges, but um, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So as men as you mentioned, uh, Naya did end up in last place. Apparently, Kiki had this big uh, heroic dive at the very end that saved her from being last place. So Naya and Roger were going in. Roger sustained a bit of an injury during the uh, challenge itself. He uh, at some point hurt his leg, so uh, that isn't great for him or for them. 
Yeah. Not ideal. Um, if the earlier scenes of Naya and Rodri getting highlighted didn't solidify this being their elimination episode, I feel like this was like, all right, writing's on the wall. We're 100% there. Mm-hmm. Um, was it Benha? I, I wrote Benha in my notes uh, that he gave a confessional about Naya because I guess he was sad that those two went in. Um, but it, it was a funny confessional that he was just like, uh, come on, Naya, you're so strong. Why didn't you just grab a girl by the hair and win, not lose? I, yeah, I think it was him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? When you put it that way. <laughs> I mean, because I do think that in the final round, if you, like Danny says, basically like, I will put my hands on people. Um, and I did not watch this to confirm, but it does look like you said that uh, Tori's a little behind. They do like constrict the width of the lane that they're running down mm-hmm. as well, um, which I thought was great um, and wasn't like really highlighted. But it seems like he kind of grabs Zara and pulls her backwards to let him and Tori run ahead of her. So uh, Naya could have done the same. And this is obviously also a little like you got tiny little Zara running up against football player Danny McRae. Like um, it's it's we're, we're very lucky not many people got hurt. Yeah, that like body pile up at that gate. Scary. scary. <laughs> Terrifying. Yeah, Kiki could have gone like face first into it. Yeah. Um the like I, I feel like I'm surprised that nobody literally just jumped over the entire group at any given point, whether it was, <laughs> you know, going one way or the other. So yeah. Um well, I think Kiki might have, but luckily she's you know, a little light. Mm-hmm. Um anything else on the challenge? Uh no. I, again, I hope to see it back if they improve it. I agree. Um, so when we get back to the house, uh, Team USA is all talking about let's keep it simple. Let's put the two Argentina teams against each other. That's the plan. Um, and, of course, this is all while we're hearing from uh, the Dannys and Sarahs of the world who want a different plan to go through. Um, we get the Australian team uh, gathers up and talks about what they want to have happen, which is Wes or Jordan going home and potentially not making it all the way like they usually do or are capable of doing. Um, Darrell is advising them a little bit against that plan because you know that they may come back and that will make them mad um and yeah anything catching your attention amongst all this i'm interested do you think it's the right move for Darrell to be playing conservatively here it's not at all Darrell yeah. is somebody who needs to take any advantage any take advantage of any opportunity where he could be a part of numbers to get out the stronger players that are going to beat him in a final yeah, I just feel like Durrell, while being decently connected, is not connected like the people that are on the top of this pyramid. He is not like, you know, he wasn't the first draft pick or the first, second or the third. Um, so I think that if there's a move in front of Durrell and he can take advantage, I think that he should probably jump on it. He seemed very okay with going in against Jordan and elimination on All-Stars 3. Ultimately loses, but mm-hmm. let's get some of that spunk back, Durrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he got very lucky having a partner that it comes with a big alliance here. Um, yep. But if he didn't have that and he was in Jody's position, he'd be just as, you know, on the outs, nobody caring oh, about him. Yeah easy he'd be in the elimination no question i wonder if that's what's influencing him is it's like like maybe Darrell's point of view is let's wait the week until we can cleanly target team uk um and that's fine i would understand that but as far as it's presented here where he's like i don't want to take any shots i want to sit back i think that's the wrong idea for Darrell. yeah i i will hope that it's uh the whole wait the week thing because that that mm-hmm. could make some sense um but danny and uh the that part of uh Team USA there, I guess Ben's included now, Justine's there. They want this to be where uh, Jordan and Kaz are, are, are 
essentially voted in because they wanted it to be Jordan and Kaz versus Tristan and Kellyanne, where now you have a representative from Team UK no matter what. Now Zara has to pick, you know, one side or the other. So at that point, you may as well just put Jordan and Kaz in and hope that they go home. Yep. So it sets up Team UK against each other. It sets up Kellyanne and Jordan, who are both West allies against each other. Um, so I think this is a very interesting move, and I would be very curious to see if it were to play out sometime, say next week. Um, so I think that like the thoughts are there. I, that is what's so exciting about having some of these MVPs is while they are rookies in comparison to the MTV personalities, they have played their own games. They know what they're doing. They're not going to sit back. So I am very excited to see if this becomes a thing. If it were to have, and these were the nominations that were made, where do you think West goes? Um, good question. I, hmm. It's hard. <laughs> I know the the easier, you know, uh, the more sensical move is to put Jordan and Kaz in because, you know, uh, uh, but then again, like Jordan versus Nia, like putting Jordan in against, you know, his mm. second, uh, closest person in the house is is crazy um but i don't know i mean i think that might just be too much rocking the boat for what wes wants to do in the game at this point um tristan and kellyanne have already been in and i want to say just by no knowledge at all that zara might be closer to kaz i think that kellyanne and tristan go in in this hypothetical if we were to see it in the future i guess we'll get to see it play out i think that a shot against jordan is a shot against tori casey and bananas so um I think that Kellyanne, unfortunately for her, does not have the backing of anyone else in the house. And so it's a much cleaner shot. We've already seen that he is willing to vote against her um, when it's just piling the numbers on. And I think that if he felt like he had to, he would just tell her, like, sorry, I really can't do anything for you and send her in. Which could have been why the move didn't even get much traction, because maybe Tori told them that, like, knowing knowing what Wes was going to do. I agree. (laughs) Um, I do think that this was like, if you're looking to make the big move, I don't think this was the big move. Mm -hmm. It it could be the big move very soon, but yeah, not right here right now with Wes being the one in power. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how some of these teams, you know, shake out with like decision-making when, um, someone's got to give. So, um, Tori and Danny are, Gonna be very, gonna gonna be a team to watch, um, in that aspect. But maybe um, the most excited I am for one of the dynamics. I feel like they seem super chill on paper, and so I was like, oh, this is like a great team. They're just like Jordan called them, like team workhorse. Put their head down, can run through anything. Like they're good at pretty much everything, but. The fact that they are so differently aligned makes it very interesting because, you know, Tori has handed over control of a partnership to, say, Devin. But I don't think she's going to be doing that for Danny by any means. For sure. 100 percent. And just my final note on all this is just the the Team USA group here is like extremely uh, like extremely strong like i feel like it's stacked <laughs> yeah um just having like the workhorses in danny and sarah like leading the way ben who is showing himself to be a very social player um he's mm-hmm. been talking to everybody and that's i don't know if that's surprising me or I, i'm just taking note of it and justine who is a very steady player in all aspects of the game doesn't yep. con- it doesn't excel to like the, the highest level of like i think whatever but but it's, it's certainly steady here um yeah. so this group is is, is crazy good 
And also, like, their MVB partners are three of the most connected people in the house, plus Theo, who is just, like, a monster in most of these challenges. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that they are set up very well. Whereas if we look at their closest alliance mates in Team Australia, we have, like, Amber and Troy, Emily and Yes, Darrell and Kiki, Grant and John A, who all very solid competitors, no doubt. But I don't think that they are as threatening as some of the other teams on the board, especially on Team USA. Right. No, I've forgotten that Yes is here um, until oh, wow. now. <laughs> I, I have not thought about him once since the draft, and this is the first time since then. <laughs> so, yep. yeah. Um, when we get down to uh, the time to cast all of the votes, uh, everybody's casting their votes for the same teams as last time. Tristan and Kellyanne, Jody and Benha. Um, and that's just the way that the cookie's going to crumble here. Um, that's what everybody has landed on as being mostly the easy decisions. But we do get a couple of uh, votes that are worth talking about here. Um, Amber decides that she wants to respect Naya's wishes. And uh, Troy and Amber vote for Theo and Sarah as a burn vote rather than voting for uh, Jody and Ben, huh? Yeah. So it's a little confusing here because if you look at the, um, like Wikipedia, it doesn't have Troy voting for Sarah and Theo. So do they have their own votes independently and they're just presenting them as like team votes until that ends up mattering? Because I think that that is a big factor on how this game is ultimately going to go. But you think that there's like half the votes that we're just not seeing? Um, that is what it is saying. Like I am looking right now and it says Troy this week voted for Ben Han, Jody and Kellyanne and Tristan. What? Yeah. I don't know where they're getting this information from. Um, I haven't seen any, you know, that's a website that literally anybody can edit, right? Wikipedia is not the most trusted source, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. I don't trust the challenge episodes either. (laughs) Let me go log in and say that like, I don't know. Uh, Michelle and Jay voted for them. Like, all right, perfect. <laughs> make that happen. Um, so Jordan and Kaz placed a vote for Theo and Sarah because Kaz didn't want to vote for Tristan. So that also happened. And then the part of this that gets me really hyped was um, legend Jody and icon Kellyanne voting for uh, Casey and Ben, both of them. And then Jody voting for Tori and Danny, uh, which obviously just excited about the, the vote on Tori there. And then Kellyanne um, voted for John A and Grants because obviously we didn't talk about like the resolution of John A and Kellyanne because we haven't seen it yet. Um, but there was like a very quick scene at the beginning of the episode of John A talking to Ben being like, so Kellyanne's pretty pissed. And that was it. Oh, yeah. Look, look at that. Kellyanne being pretty pissed, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tristan was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with her. It's like, well, you don't have much of an option. So <laughs> just luck. stay out of the way. Good, good luck. Um, but yeah, so those were the votes. And uh, then we see the winners and losers at the uh, what's that? What's that room called? I cannot remember. I just say uh, deliberation. Uh, the Hall of Fame room, maybe. Sure. Um, or am I just mixing it up because TJ was in the hall of fame or something? Let's go with that. (laughs) Okay. Um, and, uh, they're like, "Hmm, those are the teams. And, uh, Naya makes, you know, a case of please don't put uh, team Argentina against each other. And Wes is like, well, we're not going to listen to her unless we can pin it on them. And that's what we want to do. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, Olivia Rodrigo shows up. Ooh. Um, (laughs) at the night out and tells us that, God, it's brutal out here. Um, so that was a great song selection. Um, anything from the night out uh, stand out to you? We already talked about Bananas and Danny's conversation. Um, I thought it was surprising that they showed Kiki being like, so we're going to have a night out and it's going to be a lot of fake fun and fake socializing and fake everything. It's like, just put 
the night out in like at a different point in the elimination cycle, and it would actually be fun. <laughs> they wouldn't just be strategizing the whole time. So um, I hope they wake up to that at some point, that putting it the night before elimination is going to just ruin the night out every time. Yes. Um, I agree. 100%. Um, Kellyanne in confessional before we get to the elimination is talking about how she really hopes that, uh, she's not having false confidence yet again, that they're not the ones that are going in, uh, safe to, to feel safe at this point. If you're Kellyanne, you know, considering that, uh, it's the, uh, everybody knows the plan is to put the two uh, guys from Argentina against each other. And Kellyanne feels safe because it's Wes that's making the decision this week, who is, um, supposed to be an ally in some sense for her, even though he voted her in last week, but they did date in the past. So they have something, um, she, I would have loved to see Kellyanne go off again if, um, <laughs> she was voted in, but that's not the case. Yeah. Kellyanne, you haven't had 17 confessionals this episode, so you're not going in. It's yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, we get to the elimination and again, Bryony is hosting this one because TJ is back in the U S. So the question is obviously, um, if we did not have, uh, you know, a variety of hosts here to step in for TJ, does he just not go to that? Uh, no, I definitely think that we have someone step in maybe TJ's wife. Maybe we delay the elimination by a day or two. I would imagine TJ's wife wants to go to the awards with her husband. <laughs> Too bad. <She's> <laughs> um, I'm like, there's not even like, well, like what even, what challenge legend is there to like even step in and be like, I'm going to host this for an episode. Or God, Mark Long is just dying to step in here. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, <laughs> who else? Like who else is just not here that they didn't put on the seat? Like maybe one of the alternates, Brad comes in. Nehemiah, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, Jenny West. Yeah. I don't know. I think they probably just change around some of the filming dates. (laughs) Possible. Um, Or he just doesn't go to that. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I just might've just worked out really well. Um, So Wes and Zara are going to pick who goes in and they say it's a very easy decision, which makes sense. It's, you know, uh, the two Argentina uh, guys, again, they want to put them against each other. Plus you also have Zara who is on team UK with Tristan and Tristan's the other option. So she's not going to say his name if she doesn't have to. And that's the plan. Uh, Danny gets a confessional being a little annoyed again, that it's not Jordan and Kaz going in, but nothing you can do right now. Just fire yourself up for next round Mm -hmm. yeah um you know it's what we expected that's the thing is um this could have been really fun if it just didn't seem so straightforward that it like they get back to the house they say keep it simple keep it simple and like nothing else so uh the whole episode felt inevitable to this point yes what'd you think of the elimination oiled up um kind of boring (laughs) yeah fair (laughs) <laughs> like, um, you know, they they like, had these buckets of oil. They had to uh, dip into the well, uh, pick up as much well, as much as they wanted to, uh, to then get it up this steep ramp, which of course became slippery if you sli- if you dropped any oil onto it. Um, and this was hard for Naya and Rodri as Rodri was injured, um, and they end up losing to Benha and Jody. Yeah, oil's gross though. Like, use soapy water or something. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to put my hands on that. What is your experience putting your hands in oil? I don't. I don't have any because I've been smart enough to stay away. Okay, so when you say <laughs> oil's gross, it's just like the ge- just in general. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. It looks gross. Not Does it not? Take. Do you yeah. want to put your hand in oil? No, um, but just the way that you were repulsed by it, I was like, what experience does he have with oil? Yeah, I'm a big car guy. <laughs> yeah, or like, like I don't know, like the stuff they cook food in. I, this did not look like vegetable oil to me. 
doesn't have to be vegetable oil. There's different kinds of oil that they cook food in. But that's whatever. true. That's true. Um, so yeah, this was hard to watch when Rodri kept falling because you knew he was hurt. Um, and he slipped. Uh, he slipped at one point, dropping like all of his bucket onto the ramp, which made it very slippery. I'm sure. Yeah. Who are you rooting for here? Um, I was rooting for Naya. I kind of was too. <laughs> I'm enjoying Rodri. <laughs> I yeah. was I was enjoying him on the show. Um, I think Naya's generally more of a presence on the show than Jody. So, um, at least like a fun one yeah. <laughs> for me. Um, I think that Jody gets a decent amount of screen time, but it's kind of a little boring. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ben has fine, but not willing to play the game. So, uh, unfortunately, we do lose Rodri and Naya here. Yeah, and like edit-wise, it felt like I was reading along very well. <laughs> it was like, okay, uh, we got two great episodes of Ben Ha, and Jody gets some personal content in this episode. You know, nice to to meet you guys or hang out with uh, you for a little bit, Jody. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, not the oh, case. This, see, this felt very inevitable for me for Rodri Naya going. From, like, the beginning of the episode? Literally the beginning of the episode. Like, oh. they get their scenes, and I was like, they are done. <laughs> like I mean, they're... it's certainly, you know, the kind of content that shows that they are going to be in elimination. Um, or, you know, it, it makes sense when you piece it all together. Um, but, I don't know. The the, BN, the the Benha and Jody, I was like, especially given how they were in a similar position last week. And, again, a lot of Benha content. I, it felt like it could have been the end. Yeah, it's understandable. So maybe like Ben Ha content just kind of bored me and I tuned out a little bit. So it felt like there was more Rodri and Naya. You don't like the uh, the cute little editor thought bubble? It was like, I don't know, kind of generic. Um, like Ben Ha is good and confessional, but all of his other scenes are kind of boring for me. Fair enough. Um, yeah, again, Naya and Rodri were uh, very close in their short time together. They, you know communication issues aside, uh, they seem to understand each other really well. They grew a, a very strong love for each other. Um, and it was, a, it was a very good pairing as far as, you know, forming a friendship goes, of course, as far as winning a challenge goes, not so much. And, uh, they're going to be heading home. Yeah. It was cute. when Naya was like crying saying like, she wished she could have done more for her partner. And he's like kissing her on like the forehead or whatever, saying like, she's amazing and he loves her. So, a good partnership in terms of that. I think it had a lot more potential, but you know, I, I'm not super surprised at the same time to mm-hmm. lose them here. Um, so Briny is done here. Uh, TJ is going to be back by the next episode. Uh, Briny wishes best of luck to the Aussies on their way out. And, uh, that's it. Mm-hmm. Not to memorialize team Argentina because Ben is still here, but it feels pretty inevitable. Do you think that had team Argentina ended up with some of the um, more well-connected uh, MTV personalities that they could have fared better? Or was this kind of just doomed from the start for them? Definitely. Yes. If they ended up with, you know, the partners that like USA has USA got like the top tier draw while um, Argentina got the literal bottom tier, but also (laughs) um, I don't know. We know that Argentina filmed very close to the cycle of this filming. So like the two, like they, these two were definitely the closest together seasons filmed. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. I don't know if these uh, Argentina contestants were, were tired because they were just coming off of that or, you know, they're certainly not as well rested as everybody else coming into this one. Um, So just the, 
fact that like the initial challenge is the one that uh, then sets everybody into picking a team and they ended up with the partners that they ended up with. I, I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but um, yeah, definitely some bad luck of getting um, two. So Jody is a champion um, back in the day and yeah. um, obviously Nelson and Naya are not. Claudia didn't have a partner, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at who was picked because I was thinking like maybe Ben Hunt could have made a better pick than Jody, who's like not super well connected. But um, like after Jody goes, <laughs> Naya literally next, and then Amber Kellyanne. So I don't know that there was anyone on the board that was super well connected on the women's side specifically. Uh, yeah, I think they were kind of just doomed based off of at least after you lock in their placement in the draft selection. Yeah, I mean, even go Amber just because she's you know a stronger yeah. player, um, but still not well connected. So. Um, so that's that. And, uh, the confessional that closes it out again, which is the reason for me being so hyped of just this whole episode of just Sarah here saying, you know, she's ready for war. Um, she's like, play these games on somebody else. It's not going to work on me. I don't care how many seasons you guys have played, uh, you know, so the, the, again, the uprising, um, is gotta be coming whether it lands or not is another story, but, um, that is the story that we are, are following along with here. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Um, and that's all my notes. Yeah, so you were hyped to end on a Sarah confessional is what I heard. Look, so here's the thing. <laughs> I, I know we're going to end up in the situation where um, it's, it's you know, when you cover a show that Sarah Lucina is on, of course your default is to be like, you know, screw her. And like by all accounts in life, it's screw her. But it's so hard to not like be coming into this coverage of this season having these four episodes we've seen so far and seeing the fact that she is like the number one ally of the guy that i'm loving the most in this game so far and not feel slightly like you're rooting for the success of this plan you know (laughs) i am so how i compartmentalize it personally is for me i am rooting against sarah at all points but i am very much enjoying her on the show on this season oh so Um, what you're telling me is you love sarah lucina and you made her your background on your phone oh my god not at all first of all i'm pretty sure that you sarah lucina will not be the third person eliminated (laughs) from the challenge rider dies or whatever season this is you were the one who put all of the winners at war women on your phone background not me but um i did do that (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't all not all the women it was it was like eight of them Wow. Okay. Not all women. Sure. Um, so I will say again, Sarah is bringing a lot more to this season, but if I had my choice, she would go home next week. By far the most I've ever, because the bar is in hell, uh, given the theme of the challenge this week, um, by far the most I've ever enjoyed Sarah on a season of the challenge because I've never enjoyed her uh, on a season of reality television because I never have before. And this season I'm getting something that that's worthwhile. Um, I would say she's bringing the most to this season for me. I think that Kagayan before knowing her intimately, I think was, uh, the only other choice, <laughs> but even that wasn't like, it wasn't a standout <laughs> hey, cops. You're a cop. I'm a cop. <laughs> that one as well. <laughs> you know, there were issues. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anything else from this episode? Um, no, I feel good. I, uh, looks like next week the challenge is a little scary, but otherwise, uh, I'm good to move on. I don't know why this, uh, oh, okay. Wait, actually, let me pinpoint a thing about Sarah. Um, or, or let me get back to that. Um, what does the challenge look like? I, I didn't remember seeing it. It looks like they're going to be swinging around off of oh, like, yeah, yeah, construction. Yeah. Oh yeah. That does look scary. <laughs> machines. Um, which 
is specifically uh, we could talk about it next week but uh there is a youtuber who had an accident with one of these things and i cannot believe that we thought it was a good idea to bring them in um well <laughs> we'll cover that next week and see yeah. how exciting that one goes um, we'll get there <laughs> um my comment was going to be i think well i don't know when it was sarah did an interview with challenge mania in the past couple of months i couldn't tell you when sure um and they were asking her some questions about survivor on there um and they specifically went back to kageyan and they were talking about you know that first time meeting tony and all that stuff and um just i thought it was interesting that I've, i don't think i've ever heard her talk about this before but um she was saying that like she literally knew that tony was a cop because i guess at some point she um was giving a confessional and she um i think said something about there's another police officer out here and she said that the produ- like whoever the producers were like their eyes like bugged out of their head and like lit up so she <laughs> knew that she was correct um and like she knew it had to be tony so like i don't yeah. know i just thought that was worthwhile i mean makes sense yeah um but just you know adding some more context to these um once beloved seasons of the show i'm glad people are coming around and cooking on because it's not that great um yeah <laughs> so that is the challenge uh world championship episode number four uh to take a look at the draft board which did get a late game update because of the great will from america hopping on reddit and adding some confessionals um i noticed that will wasn't the one posting uh confessionals for the past couple of weeks um but he even said in his post he said i'm back baby um so shout out to the reddit user ariel meme who was doing it the past couple of weeks but now will is back on reddit keeping track here um and um i do remain in the lead sorry to say um uh, yeah well if you could boost my numbers a little bit that'd mm, be nice <laughs> mm. um the the highest confessional getter of the week was naya with nine who is on Haley's team but now naya's out um then danny who is on my team then rodri who is on your team but is now out but he gave you a big boost yeah. seven confessionals on his way out take it uh benha undrafted with another six. Um, and then, you know, you get into a, a bunch of people with five, four, three, two, one, and Ben and Casey with zero. So, uh, my team stays in first with 109 confessionals, followed by Haley with, uh, 89, followed by you with 75, followed by Puya with 66. Yeah. Rough, rough going. I wonder if there's a way that like, um, like in the future to like do some kind of like percentages or equations or whatever that like, you know, make them more worthwhile at different points in the game. I'm not sure what that formula would ever look like, but I'm sure sure it might exist. Any math math heads out there that want to jump in gig and let (laughs) us know. But (laughs) I mean, I think just by virtue of lasting longer in the game, you'll be getting more confessionals. And I think that will play out depending on how many episodes this ends up being. Mm hmm. Especially on like the main series of the challenge, it's like, oh, you lasted three episodes and got a lot of confessionals, or you lasted twenty eight episodes and got a few every time. Like that's still gonna matter. Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, that's all I got. That's all I got as well. All right. Um, what else are you uh, doing at the moment besides this? You were on the Big Brother Canada recap last night. That is true. I was over on RHAP for the Big Brother Canada recap. The uh, I mean, you would say veto episode, but there was no uh, veto ceremony, at least. So um, talked about that over there. Otherwise, anything I'm doing will be on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. All right. I am nowhere but here, um, of course, on Twitter at Matt Liguori. So um, that is that. Actually, I did want to point out a 
um, very nice uh, review <laughs> that came Ooh. in um, from um, Moilina, M-O-I-E-L-I-N-A. Um, it looks like he came in just this past Monday. Um, a few comments to your Challenge Rider Dies reunion recap. Anissa has definitely done at least one season of Challenge All-Stars. I know because I watched her on it, so she already has one foot in that proverbial door. Also, the debate between Tracy and Tamara coming back from, for a future season of the Challenge needs to end pronto uh, because <laughs> Tracy is a figment of your imagination. Uh, uh, yep. I agree. But wait, Tracy was on Spies, Lies, and Allies. Did you conflate? Did I confuse? Maybe you debated this question with the active knowledge that these two challengers came from subsequent seasons. Ah, no matter. My brain will try to tick at a slower pace momentarily. It's all a blur now. Tommy insists, whoa, this seemed like many moons ago. Um, just a <laughs> lot of names that, yeah, no, these people were on the challenge. Yeah, uh, remember them. <laughs> That's the thing is going out, you know, early just one season ago can be six months, eight months, ten months. You never know. I'm going to make this... Um, this the new challenge um for anybody that wants to leave us a review in your review of this podcast where you give us five stars give us the name of any challenger that we do not remember yeah especially if you can do someone post like let me look actually at where i like really started watching a lot um it could be someone, older seasons that's fine too you could you can go older seasons but if you could get someone that i don't know after like it, including inferno 2 then you're gonna really impress me or like like i think the the best like the best way to go about this challenge is like it, it should be from a recent season where it's a name where we legitimately go oh my god that person did play. <laughs> yes like i'm just gonna <laughs> throw one out here gabby from uh she'd been uh okay Wow, engaging Gap, in something sure. with Fessy at one point. That's a person that was recently <laughs> on the challenge that we have not said once, uh, said their name once since they were off the show. Um, so you can't use Gabby, but um, that's like the ideal pick. But of course, anybody from like the older seasons that literally like I'd have to look up on Wikipedia, uh, that works too. Yeah, give us a submission. Maybe we'll rank who we want to see back the most out of the forgotten people. Yes. So that is uh, the challenge for anybody to uh, throw into your reviews uh, <laughs> while you are giving <laughs> us five stars. So um, that's it. Thank you guys again for checking this one out. We will be back next week with another episode of the Challenge World Championship. Until then, take care, everybody.